0: Listener production. Our dirty little secret of two tasty pop-tarts of joy that nobody talks about. Shh. If too many people listen, they may have to become grown-ups. It's Matt and Alex's All Day Breakfast.
1: Well, Matt, I think you're going to be jealous of me for my weekend, uh, but I think Bron, producer Bron, you're going to be extremely jealous of me for the weekends. Why? Well, in a Comedy Republic and we had the film crew from the upcoming season of The Bachelor in the house.
2: Oh man, I was thinking for a second <laughs> that you might have been front seat of the Inter Miami game that saw uh, Lionel Messi slot an absolute match winner in the final seconds. Did you see that? But alas, The Bachelor is I guess good enough as well.
3: Is his name Lionel Messi? Lionel this-
2: Messi. Did you see the video clip of that, by the way? No, I should look that up. Usually, Bro. sports highlights hit my algorithm. <laughs> the like, final seconds of the game. His first game for Inter Milan. It's one all. Penalty outside the box. Who do you think steps up? Who do you think big man. slots it? Man, Beckham's there. Serena Williams there. Kim Kardashian didn't know what was going on. There's clips of all that. Go check it out. But Bachelor, man, tell me what on earth is going on? I.
1: Cannot tell you anything, but I can say that, um, yeah, The Bachelor, who, whom I met, was very, very nice. And a comedian on stage talked to the couple in the room. Was that planned? Yeah, they caught up ahead of time and said, hey, can we come bring The Bachelor on, in for a date? But did they plan the comedian to talk to them? Yes, they got a head up, heads up. Oh, and so after, about, so after a- about seven or eight minutes, they turned and said... Is anyone on a date here? Actually, that, that was the funny thing because they were to say, "Is anyone on a date here?" You know, moving over. But some other people said, "I oh, pointed." Are you guys on a date? And this girl in the front row goes, "Oh, I guess you could call it that." <laughs> Who's the girl who was on the bachelor date? No, it was just separate other people in the room. It just I'm like, I want to hear more about that, but then it had to move on to the bachelor couple I know, anyway. I
2: want to, yeah, I want to hear the people who were maybe on a date.
1: Yeah, I guess you could call it that. And the guy's like, oh, brutal.
2: Uh, so <laughs> was there cameras in the room and everything?
1: Yes. So keep an eye out uh, in, the, in the future when that well, happens.
3: Will you be in the episode?
1: I was pouring beers. I don't know if they get some B roll of Daiso getting a very delicious head on a uh, pint of Laugh Draft. But look, look, that's for the future. We have got a big show today. Wasn't the only like you know soccer comedy. Wasn't the only thing happening over the weekend. There's a big festival north of Byron that was going on. We're gonna have a little bit of a chat about that. And the Matt O'Kine, our Hollywood correspondent, uh, is gonna be getting back into the reeds of quite an issue hitting the streets of Santa Monica Boulevard.
2: In one of the most petty examples of uh, feuding parties you'll ever hear, and I absolutely love it. Let's dive right in. Hey, it's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road.
1: Let's go. Here we go,
0: here we go, here we go. Matt
2: and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, the last time the writers and the actors in America were on strike were in 1960. We're back on our writer's strike game. It's not going away. Do you know who? Do you know who the head of the Screen Actors Guild was the in nanny. 1960? Oh, Fran is now Fran Drescher. The yep. nanny is now currently the head of the Screen Actors Guild. Do you and know the, the... mum from the film
1: Jack, starring Robin Williams, about the boy who ages really quickly? So he's like when he's in preschool, he's like Robin Williams' age.
2: Remember She's versatile. She has got chops, don't you worry about that. But do you know who was do you know who was leading the charge the last time? The actors and the writers were both on strike together? The butler. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> what? Seriously? <laughs> yes. Ronnie. Ronald Reagan was the head of the Screen Actors Guild in nineteen sixty when this double strike happened. What did he go on so- to after um? After acting as... Well, know, he being after the being Guild. the president for tw- for a couple oh, he, of years...
1: He, he went and became the president of America.
2: Well, yeah, he was the president <laughs> of the Screen Actors Guild, then he became the president of America a couple... <laughs> well, 20 years later. So by this metric, America will be led by the nanny. <laughs> In not too long. I'd take Fran. I mean, I would say that the nanny being the president of America sounds ridiculous. If the boss from The Apprentice... <laughs> Hadn't become the president already, so really, yeah, that's... I would, I would love Fran Drescher to one day lead the United States. Right now, the United States is out on their fanny, really, as a country, <laughs> they're struggling. Do you know what? Do you know what the, the latest update that I saw about the writer strike was? And it's just one of the most brilliant examples um, of uh, well, just a. Petty controversy that's erupted from Tinseltown. Oh no, petty Tinseltown controversy. Now people I'd... are on edge. All right, people are on edge. There's a lot of people picketing every single day. We're talking famous faces here. Okay, you got your Kevin Bacon's up there. You've got your Jason Sudeikis, your Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. Hang on, Hang is that his on. name? How do you say Hang are on. Sudeikis? Sudeikis? Jason Sudeikis. 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 <laughs> Although I'm changing it now. Jason I
1: Siddiquis. <laughs> you got your Aubrey <laughs> Lasso, Plaza's. Jason Siddiquis.
2: I never, I could never, I'm sorry, Jason. I really, that's really bad. I thought it was S- Siddiquis. Siddiquis. No, you thought it was Siddiquis. <laughs> I, I could never remember. Anyways, you've got your chief negotiator, Duncan Crabtree Island, fighting it out Who's on that? behalf of the SAG. I don't know. He's just the chief negotiator for the for the SAG. But did he used to be in something? Like, would we know him from somewhere? No, I don't think so. Anyways, look, the point of this is everyone's on the front line. Mm. and you got, the, you got the extras and the sort of small people who, like, they want to, if you're an extra, I
1: think things that they want to do is like you do one day, they green screen you, and then AI can just put you in the background of big shots so you don't have to organize all these extras to be on set for these kind of things.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And they're like, you're going to ruin acting for everyone. There's all these people who work in it, and we're gonna, you're going to ruin it with your AI and your CGI and your all that stuff.
2: Well, the, I mean, the other thing is they just go like this. They go, we want Brad Pitt in a movie. Brad Pitt says, I don't want to do your stinking movie. Mm-hmm. So they go, no worries. We'll just get a deep fake of Brad Pitt. And he's suddenly in our movie, but with red hair. I
1: did um, read that Jet Li was going to be in The Matrix. Jet Li, the incredible martial artist, um, mm. star of films such as Romeo Must Die and The One. Um, but he didn't. He said no, because what they were going to film all his moves and
2: then like Banky's moves so that they could use them in other movies. Exactly. And this is exactly what the concern is for the actors, right? The AI concern. There's already a show in the moment called Deep Fake Neighbours at War, where you see people like uh, Stormzy and Ryan Gosling... Having a having a fight, I know Stormzy and someone else <laughs> having uh, arguments with each other. You know Ariana Grande having neighbourly conflict, so it's right? A,
1: a TV show of what would happen in a world where these celebrities were neighbours and they had disputes with each other.
2: Exactly, and so that it's that's like, actually on it's TV like now. Me and Andy, Kim Lee. Kardashian and Idris <laughs> Elba having a fake neighbour war. But <laughs> what about leaves
1: falling in each other's yards and
2: stuff? <laughs> yeah, so like that's what they're doing. But anyway, look. The point is. You want to talk about leaves? This is where we're at with the strike, mate. This is where we are at. I'm going to read the headline. Universal Studios involved in malicious tree trimming. All right. Okay. Now things are heating up. <laughs> now what's happening is there are these people picketing in LA at the moment. They're standing at the front of the studios with their signs, etc. Going, you know, what do we want? acting money. When do we want it residually over years? Yes, yeah. What yeah. do we want? Um, line. <laughs> that's, <it. laughs> that's a, that's a deep theater cut right there. Okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> now, what they've what they've been doing, temperatures are expected to reach the mid nineties Fahrenheit this week. Oh, okay? like Amer- Death Valley in America. Old El Nino is sitting over there. It was going to be fifty five degrees. Yeah, right. So it's extremely hot at the moment. People are picketing out the front of the studios. Mm. So what did Universal Studios allegedly do? Uh oh, cut the trees back. <gasps> cut the branches Wait. and leaves off all the trees.
1: They're throwing shade by <laughs> refusing to throw shade. <laughs>
2: Is that, that is exactly is that what's happening that is what they're being accused of now in new Universal Studios right because they all the picketers come back and they're like where the hell's our shade gone
1: so they were like keep it out of the sun under these yeah. tree branches
2: <laughs> and and Universal like, Studios, oh what happened there no more yeah, trees. right now here's the thing the trees are not on Universal Studio land they're just outside the gate so was so it Pete, universal or did the, or did the council come along no so. Universal said, oh, no, we always trim the trees around this time of year. This is just, that's just what we do. Yeah, it's a great time to prune a tree in summer (laughs) and searing heat. Of which the council finds out about it and goes, you're not allowed to prune trees. Those aren't your trees to prune. Oh, boy. So now Universal Studios are in trouble with Streets LA, who had to issue a notice to comply to the property owner. All right. Um, And now Universal Studios has been fined $250. How do you... well, hang on. For trimming I was about to, a tree? I was for about trimming to move trees on. without a city permit. Universal Studios,
1: what? How many billion dollars are they worth? I don't know. They got Lots? the Lots? council is finding them $250. <laughs> yeah, for
2: pruning the tree. That is that's not even a slap
1: on the wrist. <laughs> that is taking like a Quail feather <laughs> like lightly placing it on the back of their hand.
2: <laughs> like, if you were the head of Universal Studios, you would literally laugh, yeah, and laugh and laugh and laugh <laughs> when it arrived in the mail. it's a real Austin Powers, Dr. Evil kind of. <laughs> 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 and so, the old mates, yeah, whoever's gone and trimmed the trees, they've caught the 255. There's probably actors out there with heat stroke, yeah. And I just thought, Bravo, Universal Studios. <laughs> just, of you would. well, I mean, when it comes to pettiness, in the face of a like of a conflict, to just go and chop the trees down, I was like, oh, well done.
1: Oh that dear, is oh, dear.
2: so petty. Yeah, in arguments,
1: things can get a little bit petty. I talked to someone recently who, who's co-worker wanted 20 extra cents from chipping in for a Thai meal. And so the co-worker gave them a dollar and said, keep the change. The person gave him back the 80 cents. Oh, that was,
2: back okay, and have a listen to that one. But you're right, Matt, we did put the call out there. What's the pettiest thing you've done in an argument? Um, at Mornings Wood Farm said, I used to lick my brother's toothbrush when we got into fights because he is a massive germaphobe. <laughs> so, gee, that's, that's harsh. <laughs> the old- He's gone for the toothbrush lick there. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. You could just see the click in their eyes and then the chase to the bathroom. Hey, get back here. Josh, I got into a fight with a friend and signed them up to Scientology. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's that's the, that's the ultimate spam list. Oh, man, yeah. Sign up. Speaking of um, LA, the old Celebrity
1: Center.
2: Ended up out the front of that one. Bonnie also got in touch and said, my sister and I had a fight so she hid the antenna to her bedroom TV before she went out so that I had to watch the finale of Australian Idol, which was super serious at the time. With my mum, stepdad, and step-siblings on the TV in the lounge room, I was subjected to loud chewing, constant questions, and lame comments from my stepdad. My sister still says it's one of the biggest regrets. That is is so brilliant. That's almost... That's almost like a an actors and writers strike in itself. Yeah. You know, like you can't you don't get to watch the TV that you want where you want it. You've got to be gotta be <laughs> it's around a reception the reception strike.
1: Oh man, lame stepdad comments on Australian <laughs> Idol. That would be brilliant. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much, Bonnie, and everyone for getting in touch. Matt.n.alex. Keep an eye on our stories, because we love you love to have you and your anecdotes as part of the show. click, 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 click. Blah, 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 blah. Clickfish.
0: Clickfish
1: with producer Bron. Right, Bron. Let us know. I mean, you are here to give us the, the goss on all the worst and most ridiculous clickbait articles of the week, but I want to hear your review. Barbie movie, you're the only one who's seen it out of the all-day breakfast crew.
2: What'd you think?
3: Loved it. It was so good.
2: I heard I heard people are, you know, laughing and crying. I mean, what was that the truth?
3: Yeah. I was laughing. I don't really get emotional during movies, but my friend was crying. Um, <laughs> so you know it was bad though. We were front row. Oh yeah. Um, and my neck was just <laughs> peeling at the all end the of way
2: back. You probably felt like a Barbie yeah. afterwards. <laughs> Literally, just the old stiff neck, mm, head about to fall off.
3: Yeah, but other than that, it was very fun. Lots of people dressing up. It was Did you fun. wear pink? I no, I didn't. <laughs> so I really didn't get into the. So the magic of it. But people did, and it I did. don't cry,
2: and I don't wear pink. <laughs> All right, guys? I think pink was a bit of a um, vibe at Splendour this year, wasn't it?
3: It was. Bit of
2: Barbiecore. Yeah.
1: But I guess Peach PRC performing as well, bit of pink in that, in that action. And Bron...
2: I'm assuming you didn't get to go to Splendour.
3: No, I didn't go to Splendour this weekend, but it no. looked fun. I This article is about Splendour, actually. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: clickbait article?
3: From news.com. Headline, Weird Gen Z Trend Changing
1: Splendour. Weird Gen Z Trend Changing Splendour. I'm going to guess
2: that they're not drinking alcohol. <gasps> that is it. Hey!
3: A weird
2: trend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wow. Weird trend. Not killing brain cells out at splendor. I don't think that it's they're not drinking alcohol. I just think the ones that want to party will find cheaper alternatives. And the ones that do want to drink probably aren't buying it from the places. Getting the drink card vouchers. The, and... Yeah, the place we have to line up to get it. Card, and then you have to get tokens. I don't know if they're doing that crap anymore, but stuff like that is just ridiculous. So, yeah, look, good on good on good on places deterring the uh the appeal of drinking unwillingly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't <laughs> think I don't think that anyone is trying to turn the young people off alcohol, but just by the very nature of what they're doing at stadiums, at festivals, all around. Australia. Whoa, you're telling me... They're doing me. a very whoa, whoa, whoa. good job of making people not want to do it. You're telling me... I went to a
1: gig last week. You're telling me $13.50 for a can of mid-strength is,
2: <laughs> yeah, is not... I, I know.
1: ...a good option for people. It's turning people off.
2: Can you believe that the young people aren't into this cool, cool thing? Yeah. What? You mean I get to pay all that and feel sick tomorrow? <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> do you think
1: it's a... um a sort of a health thing, Bron. Do you think it's a, you know, cost of living thing?
3: I think it's there. This article is saying that it's a mix of everything. They're saying that people are still drinking, but they're not going like drunk out of their minds crazy as the generations before them. So sure. they're opting for more like cocktails or, you know, the mm. the occasion isn't about drinking. It's like drinking might be a side thing. Whereas I think for generations before it was like the thing you're going to do is going to have a drink. And that's not what it is anymore, I think. I think
1: the, yeah, the cool sure. thing For about some something people. like splendor and that's why I've never really understood the um you know getting into a different state of consciousness through uh substances of uh, various forms is like it's cool to go and watch music like the music is sick why do you need to like enhance it with other stuff i can understand if you're sitting at home doing nothing <laughs> you know why don't we why don't we do this but you're out you're out the camping with your friends you go know, that that's that's pretty cool as well I did a Splendor sober one time.
2: Oh, I don't know. I've seen some of those campsites, man. you need to be out of oh, your yeah. mind to to survive them, honestly. I feel it. Get it, get that sawdust. As Ooh. long as they're not they're not on the kush. Have you heard about that? This synthetic drug that's making its way around Sierra Leone. Oh god, no. I saw a couple of articles about that. It's um apparently destroying the youth. Um, well thank you
1: very much, Bron. We're actually gonna be um nope. finding out a bit more about the, the Splendor in the Grass wrap-up. With um well a very special guest in a moment. Someone that is on this podcast every day but will actually be joining us. you've probably already heard her already on the pod. Is that a good, is a good clue? It is a good clue mouth 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 mouth. Yes, Matt, we're crossing live to Splendour in the Grass right now with not only good friend of the show, good intro of the show, Tate McGregor is joining us right now. Hello, Tate. Hey, guys. How you doing?
2: We're so good, Tate, and I'm so glad that you still have your voice because I know that after a couple of Splendours gone by, I often sound a little bit raspy, but you're, um, you're still sounding fresh as a daisy. How have the last three days been?
0: Oh God, I'm glad I sound fresh as a daisy because I'm feeling a little rough. It's been a bit of a jolt of the system, you know, I haven't, I'm not, I'm not festival fit, I guess. Mm. I feel like it's something <laughs> you've got to keep doing and then I just haven't, but it's nice to be back.
1: Well, it's nice to compare it with your intro voice. You are the voice of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> lovely voice that you hear. And uh, we better get a visual of your surroundings, Tate. <laughs> okay. uh, what can you see right now?
0: Okay, right now I'm in between the uh, GW McLennan tent. We just had Dell Water Gap play. And then to the other side of me is the mix-up. So I'm right in the center of the hub of music. Lots of people around. Some really interesting outfits. A lot of people that I think are going to be freezing cold later because it's taking a dip. Um, but it's like all spirits are high. It's actually maybe a bit dusty than I've ever seen it. It's, uh, it's quite dry now.
2: When we look at the festival last year, 2022, an absolute washout. Some calling it, you know, a huge disaster. It's seeing 30% less ticket sales this year than previous years. But how has the weather been? And is it nice having a little bit more space?
0: (gasps) It's been a scorcher. I was absolutely sweating yesterday. But then it was actually really lovely, mild at night. Nothing too freezing as it has been in the past. Um, So a big win to the 2022 festivals. I mean, like, it is a little more quiet than previous years, but the lines are less. Uh, I can go to the toilet as soon as I need to. I, it's all wins over here, really.
1: Incredible. Uh, let's go some highlights. Uh, did you manage to see Lizzo signing a bum?
0: I did. Oh, my God. It was crazy. I was like, surely she's not going to do this. But then this girl gets up on stage and she asks her which cheek she wants to sign. And she fully <laughs> flashes the camera. It was perfect. It's very Lizzo. Very on brand. What,
2: what cheek did she go for? I think
0: it was the right cheek.
2: Okay. Top right cheek.
0: Mm, quite high
1: up Has there been any follow up? Like, is that getting tattooed? Is it what's happening with the signature? Or yeah. Is it just living as long as it needs to, and then just a lovely moment in Australian well, musical history?
0: I believe she won't be washing it off anytime soon, but it is to be tattooed. So I hope we do get the follow up there.
2: Other than the uh, Lizzo butt person, um, <laughs> who else? Who else has been best on ground? Whether they be a punter or some a star on the stage.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Flume was the headliner last night, and that was an epic set. He had a lot of special guests out. But if anything, it was like, I was sardined in this crowd, but it was just Australians coming together, celebrating another Australian artist, and it felt euphoric. It was sick. He brought out, like, the old infinity prism that he used to bring out in his very early, like, mm-hmm. 2012 era. Um, so it felt like a really, like, an homage to a whole cycle of Flume. That was sick. who Who are some
2: of the guests? Who are some of the guests that he brought out?
0: He had Kuchka, Maya, Tuvalu, and Vera Blue. All the girls. Oh,
2: geez. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's got all, all the stars of uh, his biggest singles. That's pretty epic.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. It was an all-star show.
1: And uh, obviously a cult hero once a year um, puts their head up. I remember a man trying to get up a hill of mud and everyone gathering around and trying to cheer him up the hill. He kept sliding back down. He was, he was naked, like- wasn't he? Yeah, naked <laughs> hill mud man. Uh, has, has there been any uh, memorable punter moments other than a, uh, a big butt cheek sign-in?
0: Oh, uh, nothing crazy is that. There is a man walking around with with a Lewis Capaldi cutout, uh, which is a bit, you know, a bit of a shock to the system. makes me feel a little sad, if anything.
1: A little homage <laughs> to uh, someone who, who was unfortunately did have to cancel yeah. the appearance.
2: Yeah, I mean, we better get that guy up on stage, I reckon. Tate, are you slumming it with the commoners, or are you out in the uh, schmancy, <laughs> fancy, you know, Byron Hills six-bedroom pads with the infinity pools?
0: Oh, it's, it's a little, it's a little towards the ladder, but not quite there.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, I wish Tate. I had my
0: little six pools in a Byron hinterland, but um, uh, I'm not, I'm not camping. Thank goodness. I don't think I could do that again after last year.
1: Oh, did you camp last year?
0: <laughs> I didn't camp last year, but I just saw it and I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. I no was, one camped
1: last year. Last people, year. people just swam. Yeah. People were, were doing the Kate Winslet and Leo on their tents um, <laughs> yeah. for most of last year which was pretty wild. Um, our Producer Broughton said there was a news article that people weren't drinking too much. Can you confirm or deny not as many drunk people as Splendours of years gone by?
0: Actually, they have been pretty tame. I mean, there are a couple of loosey-gooseys around, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen any debauchery uh, activity, you know?
2: And who out of the non-superstars uh, have you enjoyed the most? Who's been the biggest uh, surprise hit for you?
0: Ooh, that is a good question. Who have I seen? Milku opened the stage on Friday. Uh, Really cool Sydney artist. And that was a great way to kick off the festival. Someone you should definitely check out. Um, Someone I'm looking forward to today is Royal Otis. Uh, Two guys from Sydney as well. They always bring the house down. So they'll be a really fun show.
2: Oh, brilliant stuff. Tate McGregor, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for offering your voice to us in a live version uh, as opposed to the pre-recorded intros that we get to hear every single day and uh, we hope that the final day of Splendour, the final moments of Splendour are an absolute blast.
1: Thanks guys, lovely to chat to you.
2: You too, too. we'll catch you later.
1: Bye. See ya and thank you for joining us on All Day Breakfast today, it's been really lovely. Um, Stay safe out there and we will talk to you again soon.
0: Thank you. Sounds good. Bye guys. See ya.
2: We were talking to you, not yeah. Tate. But anyways, um, um, so I mean, we could, can talk to both of you. Could, could Tate not hear the wrap-up
1: music that we were finishing? And Yeah, we are speaking to you. Anyways, listening thank to All Day you, Breakfast. Tate. And also thank you for listening. <laughs> and thank you, Tate, if you are listening back to your own interview on All Day Breakfast. We're not, not thanking you again because if you listen, that is wonderful. Um, does this make sense, Bron? Is, uh, is this too, too much for The Matrix?
3: No, I love it. Okay, And I love Tate. She's the best.
1: (laughs)
2: Absolutely. There's no denying that. All right. Well, we will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye-bye.
0: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.